The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, March 14th. If you were watching live on YouTube with us, this is the first of... Well, if you're watching live on YouTube, you notice that Brinson just kicked himself off the podcast <laughs> and it. that you're left with us, the matching brothers who look like we're in a cult because we're wearing the same coat. We're in the uh, Mr. Bisky cult. I love I was I was gonna tweet out uh, that they were doing the show live breach. I was gonna say it's Trubisky time of the podcast. I look up, Brinson disappeared. He must have been angry about the Mr. Trubisky news, but uh we're gonna talk all free agency news. Maybe maybe Brinson's quit. Maybe his contract's up. We don't know. But um yeah, so it's great. I don't know what the reads are. So when Brinson comes back, he can do all the reads and stuff. Thank you for joining us live. What was your favorite free agency move in the tampering period, which isn't officially free agency as we sit here Monday at 4 3 p.m. Eastern time? Oh, look who's back, Brinson. Well, we were just talking about uh, how me and Wilson match, and so it was nice of you to leave. We thought you were going to go change so that you would also match. Clearly, you did not. No, I did not. Um, yeah, so anyway, Monday, March 14th, if you are watching on YouTube live on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick By the way, if it makes you feel nowhere any better, Brinson, we just acted like you weren't even here, and we just kept going. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Smash the like button if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, whether you're live or watching it later. Give us your best or worst free agent deal in the comments as well. And make sure and hit the alert button so that way. Am I repeating something you guys said already? Probably. No, we you only no, we, you do all the 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 grunt work. We don't the administrative work. We were going to yeah. talk about the fun stuff. We didn't touch right. that stuff. Um, to smash the uh, smash the like button. Turn on alerts because if when like Deshaun Watson's probably getting traded this week. Sure seems like it. And when that happens, we will go live. If other big stuff happens, of course, we'll go live as well. Uh, you know, if, if it's like a bunch of medium stuff, which is kind of what we got today, we'll we'll save it for the okay. recap at 4 p.m. every day. Also, leave a five-star review with a question on Apple for a future mailbag. We'll answer any and all five-star questions. And make sure to join us in the Bracket Challenge game. On CBSSports.com's Pick'em Bracket Bracket Special, I'll be in there. Wilson will be there. Breach will be there, and we want you guys with us as well. Join it. Join it. CBSSports.com/slash/pick six brackets, and the winner will get a hundred dollar gift card to Paramount Plus. You'll be able to watch NCAA tournament games on P Plus. Tons of soccer from the Champions League to Concacaf, golf majors in the spring, and NFL football in the fall. Also, we're excited about the debut of Halo, which is streaming March twenty fourth exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to Paramount Plus. 
slash Halo to try it. ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it for free. Back to the brackets. Who just wants one pool? You can also create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbsports.com slash pick six brackets. Link will be in the episode description. So I got a question then. Sure. Uh, so when I win this pool, which I already feel bad because we're getting all these other people in it, but if I win, do I get the gift card or does second place get it or do I get to pick who gets it? So um, what's the fine print there, Brinson? Why don't you find that out? And, and maybe we'll learn it. I can tell everybody tomorrow what happens when I win this pool. I, I, I'm not in legal, so you'll have to ask. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad Breach interrupted. Email the legal department. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when I win the bracket, they're like, look, dude, why don't you just let's, let's figure it out. Let's see. How do you get P plus free and why are you wasting our time? When Wright State wins the title and I'm the Same only one who has it right now. Boy, that would be something. Um, so free agency, first day of the legal tampering period. And we saw it. We saw a lot of the big names come off the board. Um, you just called sure. it meh. What's that? You just called it an average first day, if I recall correctly. I just, I mean, I didn't think it was like, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of times on last week was so crazy that I think that this week felt sort of like I'll give team. it a B. Well, to give it to put Brinson's meh in perspective, though, we had uh, last year, I believe, two of the top five. Top 10 free agents signed within the first 30 minutes. Uh, of who was that again? What? Refresh my memory. Who were those guys? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I thought you actually knew. No, I had the I had the research <laughs> this morning because I was seeing uh, how crazy well, things could too get. Too busy emailing legal about your Paramount Plus <laughs> setup to look that and, up. Okay. Well, anyway, so and, and this year, so last year, two of the top five. This year, we had two of the top 10, so similar, but probably not as big. Uh, and this is based off Prisco's ranking. So the two this year were Brandon Scherf and uh, Devondre Campbell, who actually just signed that deal within 20 minutes of us coming on. I think Christian Kirk was 12, he said, too. So he also snuck in as a top 15, if you want to expand it a little bit. I thought it was um, – I think for certain teams it was – it was. I don't want to say game changers because every time you win the offseason, you end up winning one or two football games. But I thought the Jaguars did a good job to start. Well, let's let's dive into it. Let's talk about some winners and losers. And we can begin with the Jaguars because I think they made the most noise and you have them as a winner, Wilson. Yeah, specifically Trevor Lawrence, because uh, they franchise Cam Robinson, which you're like, yeah, OK, 16.6 million in change, something like that. Then they signed Brandon Scherf. That feels really good if you're Trevor Lawrence, who I think was um, through 17 interceptions last year, which I think was was tied for the the uh, season high with some guy named Matthew Stafford. Then they signed Christian Kirk to a uh, three-year, eighty-five billion dollar deal. I think it ended up being about seventy-two million officially, but that's a lot of money for a number two who is now presumably number one. They have Lavisca Chenault. Um, they do have some other pieces there. They need a tight end, as Pete Prisco would not quit tweeting about <laughs> over that's... the course of Monday. I mean, he's like, they should tie, sign Tyler Coughlin. Do it now. Do it now. Um, so that's what they need is Tyler Conklin. But I, I do love the 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 and they got another who the who's the other offensive lineman because the list I'm looking at isn't updated. They got another offensive lineman too, I think, right? In addition to Brandon Scherf, or is it just Brandon Scherf? Um, I know they signed a couple of defensive guys, which is also great. But in terms of helping that offense, I think uh, I love the idea of signing Brandon Scherf, if even if that's what all they end up doing. I'm trying to find my updated list. That's if you want to make a million dollars, do a uh, an updated. As it happens in real time, free. I don't think they signed the other lineman. Okay, good. So they tagged Robinson and they signed Scherf, which gives them, you know, a, a pretty 
you know, robust offensive line to, to, to work with in the first, like their whole, and I, and I do get, I saw some criticism about it too, where it's like, you know, they let uh, Norwell and then another tackle go, or no, it was, they let Norwell and Joe Schubert, Joe Schubert, the linebacker go, and then they go out and like sign a, a, a guard and uh, you know, another linebacker. It's like, what, what are we really doing? The, the one that gives me the most pause and I think gives everybody the most pause. It certainly raised the biggest eyebrows was the Christian Kirk con- contract. Yeah, yeah, that, money. yeah, that's a lot of money to give someone who's never had a 1,000-yard season. Uh, I think it was four years, $72 million, and that can go up to $84 million a year. So we're talking about $21 million per year if Christian Kirk maxes that out, which would be uh, the third highest, making the third highest paid receiver. You know, if you're Devontae Adams, the Packers hate the Jaguars and Christian Kirk right now because uh, – Devontae Adams is definitely going to throw that contract down and be like, all right, well, if this guy's getting 21 mil, you guys might have to give me a, a blank check. Hey, who was the wide receiver we were talking about last week that was going to be looking to make close to 20 million? It was someone that was probably, I can't remember, we've talked about so many people, but it, it if he had gotten this, Kirk, this Kirk, Christian Kirk deal, we'd have been like, oh my God, this is insanely overpaying this person. So they have Marvin Jones, who's uh, probably on the downside of his career, although a really solid player. Lavisca Chanel, who I mentioned, uh, but the, I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, so the, um, Free agents, DJ Shark, who was sort of never really materialized. Devon Austin, who they traded for. Laquan Treadwell, who didn't work out in Minnesota before he came over and didn't really add much. So they still, I mean, they need help at wide receiver. But I think something that's important to keep in mind as we go through this, and we sort of know it, but you can get caught up in the moment, and I get it. Um, The Honest NFL on Twitter, he's a former scout. He doesn't say who he is. But um, he tweets out some stuff that, that's interesting from time to time, and he tweeted this out uh, at, right as the Christian Kirk news was breaking, and after the Jaguars, you know, went on went on a drunken spending spree this this afternoon. Draft and develop your premium positions; otherwise, you'll find yourself overpaying a free agency to compensate. So I think that's important. Like you draft the offensive linemen, you draft the wide receivers, you draft the D backs, and obviously quarterback. You, 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 that's just a crapshoot. But the the, the offensive linemen, wide receivers, and defense backs feels like even edge rushers, if you can draft those guys and develop them and have them for three or four years, you can save yourself the $22 million and change for Christian Kirk's of the world. If it works out, great. But, I mean, history suggests that if he's not gonna, if he was a number two in Arizona, is he suddenly going to become a number one on a much worse team? Well, so here's the thing. In, I agree with that point completely. You want to – free agency should supplement your roster building. Like, you should be using free agency to complement the roster that you've developed through drafting. Yeah. And That's through right. trades and all of that. Free agency should not be a way to fix your roster because if if you go into free agency needing to fix your roster, then you're going to end up with a situation where, you know, you're overpaying for these guys. And Christian Kirk, to be clear, is not getting $21 million per year. He's actually getting $18 million per year. Not that that's that much better. He's, he can make Re- repeat up. that just so you hear it coming out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, he, he can, <laughs> he's getting $18 million a year. Um, but the, you know, the, the, the the logic here is that the Jaguars don't the Jaguars are trying to make it look like they're doing the best for Trevor Lawrence and I think they are um, Christian Kirk slots in now at below Chris Godwin Tyree Kill will leapfrog him when he gets his new deal but I mean you know he's making as much as uh, Kenny he's making basically the same as Kenny Galladay which what what uh, where does he rank among the wide receivers now. Uh, I think he's third behind. Uh, no, 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 no. He's third if it's at 21. Uh, yeah, if it's oh, 84. Yeah, yeah. And it was 18. What is it? If he maxes out his deal. Yeah. But now this is what I would argue is 
if he ends up making the $84 million at $21 million per, then he'll probably end up being worth the $21 million because he will have hit these incentives that are so large and his team will have produced so 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 well um uh that that they um you know that they would actually like put together you know like, yeah, like he'll no put one, together no the numbers just, that will make it worth no one disagrees with that. I mean if you earn your twenty one million, yeah, great, you earned it. But I think that's the question. What have we seen in the past? Well, and that's the other exactly. And I think that is the question. Like, I would love to know if Jacksonville offered DJ Chark any of this money. If they said, uh, here's a four year, 54 or whatever it is, uh, here's $18 million per year. Do you want it? Because if push comes to shove and my options are Christian Kirk or DJ Chark, I'm probably taking DJ Chark, right? At the same price. I feel like it. Yeah. So DJ Chark has been explosive on terrible football teams. Christian Kirk has been very good on above average football teams. Right, when he's not the focal point of the opposing defense. So like he's played with Larry Fitzgerald and Dre Hopkins. I mean, right. now, so what's, now what's, what's going to ha- Exactly. So, yeah, this was just an interesting sign. And maybe DJ Chark doesn't want to be in Jacksonville. So I can it, see that. that is, and to be clear, I don't hate it. It just seems like it's not the wisest use of a lot of money. It's not like they they didn't have the money to spend. And I understand they, what they're trying to do. They They are trying to win... More, they're trying to actually be competitive and win football games and give Trevor Lawrence a chance in 2022. And in order to do that, because they can't probably can't pull it off in the, in the draft, they're trying to pay for it and then to also add a pass rusher potentially at number one. I actually think Aiden Hutchinson is a big winner now because there's a good chance that he goes number one overall with that Brandon Scherf signing. Um, it seems to be the, the sort of the consensus that is developing uh, with the you know around the NFL. By the way, the, I mean, the other thing on Christian Kirk is four years in Arizona. He is only he's 20. He, he's only 25 years old, doesn't turn 26 until November. So you're, you're buying early on him at least. But I mean, his best season was last year when he had 77 catches for 982 yards, uh, including a 70, you know, 75% catch percentage, which is, is I guess, OK, I mean, not like elite. And that that you got to factor in, too, that is with um, Kirk playing after DeAndre Hopkins went down for a large portion of the season. So like Kirk should have in theory been putting up massive numbers, number one numbers, I guess Kyler Murray was out too, but really, you know, he only had, geez, he only had one game over a hundred yards. So you are, you know what that's called? That's called Jacksonville. It's called yeah. overpaying. And Jacksonville's done this a lot over the last decade. And so I, I guess, I mean, if you get, let's say you get Aiden Hutchinson and another uh, offensive lineman at the top of the second round, and you added Christian Kirk, and you added Brandon Scherf, and you bring back Cam Robinson. I mean, you can talk yourself into okay. The Jaguars are putting enough around Trevor Lawrence, where with Doug Peterson's coaching, he'll be able to take a step forward in in year two. And I think that's a good thing. But we're also kind of expecting like Brandon Scherf playing sixteen games or seventeen games would be kind of a surprise given his injury history, and Christian Kirk having a monster, you know, wide true alpha wide receiver season given his production would be extremely surprising. So. You're sort of you're sort of just buying the top of a bad market, and as as we point out, like that is never it never works out. Was this uh, Persco's number one wide receiver? Do we know? I haven't followed the free agency openings I, that closely. Um, either way, let me ask you this: I just say he had him twelve. It was so. not Persco's number one wide receiver. His number one was Allen Robinson. Oh yeah. That's oh, right. interesting. Okay, let me ask you this: so as I look at the ranking, so it looks like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, mm-hmm. nine. So Chris and Kirk ranks ninth average annual value at 18 million a year. And I'll, I'll ask you three names in the area, in the range of what Christian Kirk's now making. Some of these guys may get new deals. Uh, one definitely will. And you tell me who would you rather have? Yeah. Okay. And I was just going to say, like, I think when you start to read off these names too, that you're, Christian Kirk at 21 million per year is kind of outrageous. Christian Kirk at $18 million a year is kind of like sort of seems to fit more more acceptably with where eh. all right let's go let's do it. Chris Godwin. I Godwin. I, I, I'm taking I mean I'm taking Christian Kirk to start the season, but yes, Godwin's a much better receiver. <laughs> the moment he's healthy empty. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Uh Kenny Galladay, who shot himself in both feet in that first year in New York. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm probably taking Christian Kirk over. I, I really like Kenny Galladay. I did. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm but I mean, that was, well. yeah, his his performance last year in New York just very breach. Galladay. Okay, yeah. I get it. I'm not going to mention Tyreek because he's about to get paid a lot more. Yeah. Um, Allen Robinson, who we just mentioned. So he's coming off that franchise tag. But real quick with Galladay. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has multiple 1,000 yard seasons and then bad talking- teams too. But he's playing for he's playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Well, he's not playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback in <laughs> last season, and no. he still put up over 500 yards. Yeah, I mean, please, I get that. Please I think, do not sell last year's Kenny Galladay performance. I think you're better selling. I'm it. not selling it. I'm just saying that I'm taking him. Fine, I get it. I don't fine, hate it. Did you talk me to Christian Kirk? Is that what you wanted to do here? I, I, no, think I, I think it's probably a wash. I think that's like a fair. I'll take a wash. I think it is. I agree. It's a slam dunk, Kenny Galladay. If he didn't, if he set out last year, right? Who else is on that? Allen Robinson. What do we decide? I think Allen Robinson will slot right into that. Right I might take Christian Kirk. He feels more explosive to me. I think he's getting twenty mil a year. Yeah, he can get twenty million a year. I, I'm rather, fine. I'm fine paying Allen Robinson because he's still he's still kind of youngish and like just has been in bad situations. Well, who would you rather have? I would rather have Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. I think. Okay, fair That's enough. Close. That's fine. And one last name, Tyler Lockett. This is I one. mean, obviously Ooh. Tyler Lockett. He's making seventeen point two five. Yeah, Mike Evans is making sixteen five. Like I would much rather have Mike Evans and Tyler. But Lockett. Evans' contract came before Tyler yes. Lockett's, I believe. Tyler just got paid relatively recently. My Brandon, point is that, Brandon, Brandon Cooks or Christian Kirk. Uh, Cooks is actually more productive. He makes a lot yeah. more though, right? Yeah, Cooks is sixteen two five. Oh, he's below. Okay, I, when two, I yeah. when I resorted it, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Cooks, even though he seems like a guy that gets traded every two weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is really not like so much about. I mean, I, I think the spot that Christian Kirk landed in when, when we first saw the de- see, this is the problem. These deals get reported. It's like Christian Kirk signs a deal that could pay him up to $21 million or $84 million. And like, I did the math on my phone, like several times, like, are we 21 million? And then it comes out at 72 with $12 million in incentives. Now, maybe those incentives are easy to hit where it's a million dollars for a thousand yards, you know, another million dollars for 1500 yards. We don't know. We'll have to see. It could be, you know, make a pro bowl, $1.5 million bonus or something. You know, we have to see what those incentives are. If they're easy to hit, then I don't like the contract quite as much, but if it, if him getting twenty one million for each each year means that he has to be super productive, then I don't mind it because I think I just think if, if you're like that's just the cost of buying Christian Kirk on the market. Brenton, it is Pi Day. It is March fourteenth, and I have to think all our math aficionados out there are disappointed that you have to use your phone calculator to do eighty four divided by four. Well, that was the concern. I was like in my head, I was like, "That's twenty one million. That can't be right." <laughs> and so I was like, I, "I'm going to check this out because I'm pretty sure that makes him the third highest paid wide receiver." Uh, instead, yeah, like we'll see how this pans out. If he and Trevor Lawrence get on the same page, and I'm sure we'll hear glowing reports all off season, then it could be a very, very productive deal. It's still asking a lot. 
It does reinforce the fact that they have had tr- trouble drafting and grooming wide receivers. Oh yeah. And I don't hate Chris. I don't hate the Christian Kirk signing. I like him as a player. It just seems like a lot that they have the money to spend. And he, he comes up 75% of what they were hoping for. That's fine. They, they're a better football team. That's fine. If Trevor Lawrence bounces back under Doug Peterson, then I, can, I think Christian Kirk will have some pretty good stats. Um, another winner. I mentioned that Aiden Hutchinson was a winner as well, because I think he, he's probably he's now minus 400 Caesars to go number one overall. Um, I think there's a, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you want to go number one overall, right? Even if it means you're going to Jacksonville, I think you want to go first overall. Yes. Yeah. Eli Manning did not want to go first overall. Who did? Eli Manning did not want to go first overall. That's true. Uh, and, and now Aiden Hutchinson likely paired across from Josh Allen. I think that gives it, if they end up going this route, that gives him a really productive pass rush duo. Caleb on Chason, who they drafted a year after him, Josh Allen. Um, Caleb on Chason, who they also drafted in the first round after Josh Allen, is what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. I was, <laughs> for, for a second, I was like, wait, didn't they trade him? But they traded CJ Henderson. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> I was sort of having a stroke, sort of having a brain stroke. Yeah, I mean they've got play, they got pass rushers to to send after quarterbacks. I mean that's a, it's a good thing. Uh, Breach, how about another winner from you? My winner, who was a winner within the first three minutes after the tampering period started, uh, is one Joe Burrow. Mm. Uh, I thought the Bengals made some major moves. Sure, you would love to see them get. Brandon Scherf or, or one of the top, top tier uh, offensive linemen. But you know what? They went down to tier two and they picked up two really good guys. Alex Kappa from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who Tom Brady called and personally tried to convince him to stay in Tampa Bay. And you know what Kappa said? He said, I'm on to Cincinnati. Oh, get it. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's huge because look, you know where the Bengals have the most problems on their offensive line? It where? Was, the interior, it, what, you know, the tackles struggle too, obviously, but the, the, the guard situation, the center situation. I think they look at Jonah Williams as their future left, like a future left tackle. Like, I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sorry to continue. I was just going to point out that, wow, you know, we're like, oh, the Bengals need offensive line help everywhere. They, I mean, they drafted Jonah Williams in the first round. They stuck with him at left tackle last year. They want to roll with him at left tackle moving forward. Right, and I think that the Bengals probably think that, hey, if we can make the interior better, that's going to help Jonah Williams. It's going to make the whole offensive line better. And so you bring in Alex Kapp, who probably is going to be your day one starting right guard. You're only paying him $10 million a year, which is a lot for the Bengals, but not a lot uh, when you're talking about, I, I mean, it makes that spot instantly better. And so, you know, you replay the Super Bowl tomorrow, Joe Burrow is probably not getting sacked seven times, maybe only five. Uh, and then, you know what? The one that surprised me was Ted Karras. Uh, I didn't see that coming. They they need a center. Trey Hopkins has struggled a little bit. Um, and the thing about Karras is that he can play any of the positions. So if you have him at center, that's probably where he's best. But with uh, Belichick of the Patriots, he was doing everything. I mean, uh, they had him playing left guard, right guard, and center in 2021. Uh, I think he spent did most of his snaps, majority of his snaps at set are at left guard last season. Uh, but in the four seasons before that, it was predominantly center. So you have a guy who can do anything on the interior offensive line. I mean, these are just two huge additions for the Bengals and Burrow has to be thrilled right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, the Bengals, you know, the Bengals have had success in recent years. We talked about, you know, we were sort of talking about this in our chat, but like, People will point out, you know, people like people like to act like the Bengals are cheap. 
And you know, there's a good uh, NFL networks, NFL media stat or whatever from Aditi Kinkobala that shows that the Bengals are actually willing to spend and have been more aggressive in spending in free agency since they drafted uh, Joe Burrow. And so I think with, you know, what you, you don't need to go out and, you know, you just went to the Super Bowl. You don't have to go out and spend everything on Brandon Sheriff and, and just hope that it works out. You can go out and grab some offensive linemen who are better mid-tier values and leave yourself room to continue to spend. The reason that they had this money to spend is that they've been smart about their spending. And so the the one thing we said the Bengals had to do this offseason was go get offensive line help, and they did it on the first day of free agency without making some crazy big splash signing and still leaving themselves some flexibility to maybe go get additional help. So, Breach, what do you want them to do in the first round now? Uh, you know what? The the luxury of picking at 31st overall, which I'd never thought I'd ever see the Bengals do. Can I guess real quick? Matt Arise, a punter. Same no, a kicker. I, I knew you were going to guess him. I should have guessed who you were going to guess. Is that I feel like they can go out and get uh, whoever they want. You don't have to lock yourself into a position. You don't have to get to that spot in the draft and say, uh, you know, if you're picking eighth overall and you need a tackle, you better take a tackle because uh, – you're picking high and you want to get one of the best in the draft. But when you're picking at 31, you just fill the hole that needs to be filled. So you take, maybe that's the best athlete on the board, because if you lock yourself into a position, say the Bengals are saying, Hey, let's take a tackle, but then five tackles go off the board in the first round. And now you're taking the sixth best tackle. Who's projected to be the 50th best player in the draft at 31st overall. Well, then that's dumb. You're reaching. Uh, So I just like that. They have a lot of options and they don't, have to uh, kind of put themselves in a hole where they have to be forced to take a certain position. Another winner. Unless you want to add more to the Bengals. No, they, they did the, the right thing. Thank they, you. Another winner. Devonte Adams has to be put on the list. Um, so, you know, we we're talking about these, these, uh, these wide receiver contracts. There's one massive outlier and that's Deandre Hopkins. So it basically goes up. Mike Williams just signed for $20 million. Kirk obviously signed for 18. There's a couple guys in there. Godwin on the tag, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. You know, Mike, Tom, Mike Williams signed for just under what Keenan Allen makes, like $25,000 less per year, which is kind of funny. Devontae Adams at 2145, which is the tag number. Julio Jones at 22. And then there's this massive gap up to Nuke Hopkins at 27.25. That, I, I think that is the problem that the Packers and Devontae Adams are dealing with right now. The Packers probably want to say, hey, look, man, Devontae Adams, I mean, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is an outlier contract. We want to get you in the 23 to $25 million per year range. And Devontae Adams is like, no, you need to pay me more than DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not taking, I've been the best wide receiver in football for like two years now. I'm not taking less than what the top guy is being paid. I don't care if you think it's an outlier. Um, and not many, you know, when Calvin Johnson was doing this a few years back, nobody, nobody like even bothered trying to leapfrog him because it's like, all right, Megatron is that much better. But I, I, I see Devontae Adams' point. You know, you get this $20 million a year franchise tag. You look at the, I mean, this guy is as productive as they come. And if you're the Packers and you're trying to go all in on Aaron Rodgers this year, you have to pay Devontae Adams. And he said he won't play on the franchise tag which means that they now have a, a mess on their hands. And I think the fact that somebody like Christian Kirk can go out and get $18 million a year without ever having a thousand yard season only leverages up Devonte Adams even more um, than before. Like Marquez Valdez Scantling might go out and get $12 million a year. 
and it's just it's a hard sell to Devontae Adams to say, please take less money than DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that's fair. Well, they just re-signed Preston Smith as well. Yep. And cut Zedarius Smith. So like, it puts the Packers in an impossible situation because you get why they're saying, look, man, we can't give you you basically want $27.5 million a year, which just blows the market out of the water because you only have this one outlier contract, uh, what you just mentioned, Brinson. I'm sure the Packers would be more than happy to throw, hey, do you want 23, 24? We will make you the second highest paid receiver. Devontae Adams just like, hey, have you see my production? I'm not doing that. And the other thing that's interesting about the Packers is that we have now been waiting a week for this Aaron Rodgers contract. And uh, it is 4.30 on Monday, less than 48 hours before Green Bay has to be in compliance with the salary cap, and we haven't seen it yet. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, Rodgers is texting uh, Devontae saying, what do you want, man? I'll I'll make my numbers, I'll finagle them so that you can get what you want. Uh, But I do think it's interesting that... I think think Rodgers, my theory is Rodgers is... Spiting Rappaport? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Waiting... He is helping his boy out and waiting to sign the actual contract that has been agreed upon until the Packers make things right with Devontae Adams. In other words, Adams could refuse to play and and Rodgers could not sign the contract and retire and the Packers would be oh so screwed. Yeah, but it I mean, seems to me that instead of doing all that, just structure a contract in such a way that allows Devontae to get paid what he wants instead of waiting for the Packers to sort it out. Sure. I mean, I, I agree with that. But the problem is, does he trust these guys to get it, to make it right with Devontae Adams? If they may say, here's our limit on what we want to, you know, what we want to do. I don't know. I just think, th- I think that makes a little bit of sense as to why we don't have actual numbers on Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, clearly he hasn't signed the contract because the, the deal hasn't been processed in the NFLPA system, you know? Like, it's not been processed on the back end of the contracting system. Like, he's he clearly, I know that people were mad about his tweet. Like, why does he care? But it's like, I mean, he hasn't signed it because somebody would have the explicit details of the contract if he had. It would be in the system and someone will have gotten access to it, you know? And he almost certainly has to sign one. There is no way he cannot not sign a new contract because the Packers, they're still $18 million over the cap, and that has to be fixed by Wednesday. So, and the easiest way to do that is... Restructure and Rodgers and pick up you know the good news? Million. We'll be podcasting at 4 p.m. on Wednesday as well, so we'll all find out together. Okay, my deal's done. I can't wait to get that flurry of work emails announcing stuff that we already knew was done. Yeah. 4 p.m. every Wednesday. Um, okay. Uh, I think we could... We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll do losers, although the first loser I think we could actually argue is a winner. Ooh. Probably not, though. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. 
Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so losers. Um, By the way, I love how Debo just snuck in, uh, probably not, and just hit the commercial button. <laughs> I know, he really did. And speaking of sneaking in, Debo decided to uh, passive-aggressively toss uh, the Steelers in here as losers, even though I think it's basically despite Wilson for all the Carson Wentz um, uh, slander over the past week or slander. so. Truth telling. Strictly based on Vegas odds. It is just, wild that the, the so the Steelers signed Mitchell Trubisky to a two year deal. And Wilson was actually, I think you were kind of happy about this, but there are weeks that he was my number one free agent because James was going back to New Orleans. I mean, I, I just think if you're the, I'm trying to think what a better outcome would be than Mitchell Trubisky if you're the Steelers. Exactly. <laughs> it, it ain't Dwayne uh, Rudolph. Yeah, Mason, Haskins, Mason, Mason Haskins. Also, by the way, those odds, which Debo so gleefully, I think you put him in, into Slack, Brinson. But uh, and at, at that, was, that was not me. Uh, was it Debo? It actually might have been me. It was you. Okay. But but our buddy Joe Musa, who's a Bears fan, also sent them to me, and they went from fifty-five to one with Mason Haskins to seventy-one with Trubisky. That just seems like made up. There's no way that this team has longer Super Bowl odds with Mason Rudolph no longer their quarterback. Here, here's what I would suggest is the logic behind that the Vegas, like we, like we were talking about with the 49ers and Tom Brady, Vegas was cautioning against the, or was preparing against the fact that the steel, if the Steelers went out and traded for Deshaun Watson, fair enough. Or even Aaron Rodgers, I guess back a couple weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. Maybe they dialed him back to 55, 50 to one from like 35 to one when the Rodgers stuff was real. Then you move him back to 50 to one. Yeah. All right. And then, they, then they actually signed Trubisky, which may now, I, one of the things that's interesting about and then so they know now we think Trubisky is the starter. Put it back to seventy-five to one. By the way, that's the smartest thing you've said in probably four months. So I'll give you much credit for that. Thank you. Um, you know what's interesting about the Trubisky con, the Trubisky deal? Yeah, here we a, go. you're you're back to being a dummy. Go ahead. Not a peep of the financials. What does what that tell you? What it, uh, it happened? With, I, I think Marcus Mariota didn't come out. That for tells a while you that the Steelers got a steal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But why would he? And this has been Debo's point for days now. Why is he even in demand? Because he just sat there very quietly and didn't throw any interceptions. That's why. So why yeah. would he suddenly go from the one year or whatever? He probably made a veteran minimum deal. I can't imagine it was a lot in Buffalo. Yeah. Why is he going to pay him two years? I can't. I bet you think it's two years, 20 million. No, I, mean, I was going to say over under 10 million. Yeah. Cause per, per year. I think it's under because Andy, Andy Dalton got, he's the one, one year, $10 million a year guy. And he's at least Andy Dalton has a track record as much as we make fun of when breach keeps bringing him up. He's not Andy Dalton in terms of the success he's had in the NFL. Now the cost so, of living and all that, but I, I figure it's going to be right around ten million, or it, maybe it's more. But I feel like it should be less. If it was more, I feel like he would have come out already. There's a very clear drop off from all the starters in the NFL. With Are you looking Brady? at the salaries now, yeah. With what Tom Brady, make Tom- last year. Sorry, how much did who? What did Shabrisky make last year? Do you know? Do you have that in front of you? Um, two point five million. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, so there's a drop off. It's basically like every single starter, and then you have Tom Brady at the bottom at twenty five million dollars. That'll probably get adjusted. Then you go down to Teddy Bridgewater eleven five, Ryan Fitzpatrick ten, Taysom Hill ten, and then you get into the rookie contracts with Lawrence, Burrow, Murray, Wilson, Trey Lance, uh, and then you have the you know, Baker still on there, Cam Newton, you know, Tua. Darnold should actually be higher because I think he's getting eighteen million this year. But the point remains the same: is that there is this huge sort of window where franchise caliber, you know, franchise quarterbacks are going to make $25 million or more per year. 
and somebody like a Mitchell Trubisky, who is probably more like a backup, but maybe could parlay it into, you know, like a backup money is like two five or something like that. In two years, he can parlay that into big, big money. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he got paid like a backup last year. He's going to get starter money this year. So I would guess that it's somewhere Wait, like he's not getting starter money this year. Not he's not getting franchise quarterback money. I think he'll get starter money, which is like Teddy Bridgewater is it like like ten million dollars a year. I think ten is a pretty okay. good number. And paying your quarterback ten million dollars a year for two years is not bad if you end up getting good production from him. If you pay Christian Kirk eighteen million, you can certainly pay your starting quarterback ten. Million. Well, it's a steal if you get so if, if the Steelers make the playoffs and he's only making ten million dollars a year. That's that's a fantastic deal. There's no way it's above fifteen, right? It would be out by now, I would imagine, or maybe the Steelers are embarrassed if they want it out. <laughs> Yeah, that could be why it's not out. <laughs> I, yeah, I would guess it's um, I would guess it's ten, ish, like right around ten ish. Maybe With a bunch of escalators in there, bunch of escalators, bunch of incentives. Make the Pro Bowl, Steelers make the playoffs. Blah 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 blah. And you know what? Maybe the Giants, because you've talked about them. Maybe they offered more. Maybe there's some other places that offered more. But this is probably the best landing spot for him. I don't know who else would be in the running. Uh, New Orleans, I would imagine Jameis or Deshaun or whatever. I don't think Mitch would be in the running down there. They have Taysom Hill, which is the same thing, but older and, and more brittle. So Colts, Colts could be a good spot for him. Colts might be a good spot for him, but they they're so recently burned by Carson Wentz. Maybe they want to move on from the athletic quarterback. I mean, it's very possible that he, you know, did he grow up? Did he grow up a Steelers fan? Am I crazy for that? Trubisky, he is from Ohio, the right? best state in the country, Princeton. Um, he's not from North Carolina. He played college in North college football in North Carolina. Ohio. Um, the answer is Ohio. Anyway, my point being is that this is a good landing spot with a stable situation. Why not take the money and go be the Steelers quarterback for two years? If you ball out, you are going to get a ton of money moving forward. How often does that happen, by the way, that a retread balls out? My 25-year-old retread balls out and gets paid. I'm trying to think. Nothing pops to mind. Um. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. That's the best case that's scenario. Actually, that's actually a great example. That's the perfect that's, example. That's the absolute ceiling for, for Mr. Bisky. I the mean, floor, of course, is Mr. Bisky. <laughs> if, if if you got if the Steelers got right, like uh, oh, that's and huge. And they're actually kind of similar quarterbacks, I think. And they left a situation that wasn't great for them. Minimal maybe. minimal starts, drafted really high in the first round, good production statistically at their first landing spot, but you sort of knew it just wasn't there. And you know, athletic guys who can throw on the run. I mean, it's it's very Trubisky only had twelve starts in college, and then he was thrust into the Bears gig with John Fox for a year, and then Matt Nagy in that that disastrous situation. And people, there's just so much pressure on him. I think a year. I mean, I don't think he's like magically fixed everything by being in Buffalo, but I think a year working behind Josh Allen, working with Brian Dable, and that coaching staff will go a long way. Do the Steelers still have who's the Steelers? Is it's not Matt Canada? Is it? Oh yeah, they kept him around, and maybe That's, look. I was sort of trying to talk myself into this. Maybe this motion offense with an athletic quarterback helps, and that's why Tomlin was talking it up at points this offseason. We'll see. If you can't throw accurately, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And um, to reinforce our, our, our Bears friends, Joe Musso and Sean Wagner-McGuff, both took great pleasure in making fun of me about the the, the new Steelers quarterback, by the way, which I was quite happy to, to have, as I, as I made clear. Well, I mean, I asked you guys in Slack, what uh, do you think that Mitchell Trubisky – is an upgrade over 2021 Ben Roethlisberger. He's less accurate, but more athletic. That's what I said. So, so is I, that an upgrade? It's like half a dozen of one. <laughs> I think Big Big Ben wasn't good at throwing deep balls. I don't remember Mr. Risky being especially good at that either. 
So I, I think he adds more of an element in terms of the, if you do want to do more RPO stuff, he probably makes things easier for Najee Harris, who took a thousand hits last year. And you still have to fix the offensive line. And maybe if he has more time back there, he'll. I'm just hoping that Brian Dable has some sort of secret sauce about how to make quarterbacks more accurate. He did it with Josh Allen, and maybe some of that rubbed off on Mr. Trubisky because if he's out there short hopping passes and missing guys wide ass open, which is what made Matt Nagy so angry, then you know you're sort of watching ten million dollars burn. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, you will like this gives you some stability, even if like even if you know even if it's like the uh the I think it gives you I think it gives you a pretty good ceiling a fairly decent floor and you're not panicked. Like I like this idea better than Jimmy G and I'm a Jimmy G guy, right? Just Thank because you, that you, I agree you're with. not giving up any draft compensation and the yes. QB class isn't great. So you don't have to waste a draft pick it on a quarterback. This is basically your gap year. You take Trubisky. If he plays well, boom, you have your starter. And if he doesn't, then you are uh, back at square one next year. And maybe there'll be another quarterback available. By the way, Debo crushing the stats, even though he hates talking about Mr. Trubisky. Uh, he notes that the Bears schemed open throws to Trubisky by using play action. Uh, 34.2% play action rate was second highest in the NFL behind Tannehill in 2020. Tannehill, that was our and similarity. And the Steelers last season, 12.1% of their passes were play action. Lowest play action rate. Well, I mean, you can't run play action with Ben because he'll trip over his own feet or be tackled by the time that he get, fakes the handoff. And that's exactly what Matt can do. A Ben, a ben Roethlisberger RPO. It doesn't mean like RP no. <laughs> <laughs> Double dunk, double Harlan. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like the 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 Steelers are better today than they were yesterday, and probably the same as they were two months ago. Let me ask you this: Do you think there's a do you do you think there's a chance that the Steelers and they're more likely to fall? I think now because of the way that these teams are sort of filling up their their rosters. Do you think the Steelers would consider taking Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, and then having you know you because like could Mitch, could Mitchell Trubisky get Trubisky? Just like, cause just like he did to Glennon, could he end up getting in a? And I, don't, I think the Steelers would be more patient with him. But we see this a lot where these teams go out and sign this sort of middling, you know, bounce bounce back. Yeah, quarterback. But they had that guy in Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. You already have a scrub first round pick on there, and a guy that you said was a first round grade. I don't know if you go and get another quarterback if you weren't if you love this quarterbacks class. I get it. I mean, maybe they do it, but it just feels like, do you need three retread quarterback, veteran quarterbacks to draft another one? Yeah. You can do that. No. Uh, shout, shout out to Quinn rep in the, in the, in the comments. I did not, I did not see that comment before. I just saw it was Brinson stealing my question. Um, I, it's a, it's a great question. We should, you can toss it out there. That is picking there for the Steelers. What do you do? It's actually on our run. You take an offensive lineman. Hopefully. Now he's now Brinson's giving credit. Yeah. He gets oh, called out to his face. Then he backpedals. I <laughs> saw a stat that said it was like, Every quarterback signed for free agency for like in between like 10 and 15 million dollars per year over the last like 15 years, the team also drafted a quarterback that year. So you're admitting to stealing that stat you just saw that you didn't just give credit to. Got it. Probably took it from Nick Underhill, too. (laughs) 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 You don't forget nothing today. Oh, hey. All right. Anything else on the Steelers quarterback situation? Breach, are you more nervous today than you were yesterday about the Steelers? Ooh. I don't care. 1% more nervous. I think Trubisky is a huge step up for Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Or, you know, I, I think he's a decent fit for the Steelers offense. So, yes, I am. They'll say 3% more worried. 
Yeah, I think what you're getting, you're getting basically Cordell Stewart from 20 years ago. And that was that was fun at times. Except now teams know how to use quarterbacks like that. Yeah. It was frustrating at times too, don't get me wrong, but Cordell was at least exciting. So hopefully, oh, like slash. I said, like I said to you guys, three weeks optimism in September, then reality will set in and I'll, you know, wish they had drafted Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell or Malik Willis. Okay. Uh, Wilson, have you ordered a Trubisky Steelers jersey yet? I already ordered one. I have to return my Deshaun, Russ Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers Steelers jersey, though. Mm, tough scene. Uh, the... More losers? Yeah, more losers. Uh, Debo threw Pete Prisco on here as a loser. Mm. I love to see Why it. would it Pete do? timing! Our offense to do Our offense to do so if you're if you are yeah if you're watching on YouTube if you're listening you have to go to YouTube and, and look at the 42nd minute mark to see Pete Prisco having a meltdown some incredible gifts of Pete melting down on this very show Debo do you remember what the uh, the Brinson face was about no I don't either because I think that was when we did the Pick Six podcast from Indianapolis and he just yes. made that face I I assumed he was probably saying something about Brinson but you know you get that face a lot anyway so why is Pete Prisco loser just for that so we could do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, awesome. Um, running backs getting paid. Pete's a loser. And Pete, well, got, Pete also got dragged on Twitter by somebody who's like, oh, now we're just referring to these people as racing horses, race horses. Um, Pete pointed out that James Conner and uh, Chase, Chase Edmonds, Edmonds. Uh, both former or both Cardinals running backs last year, James Conner got a three-year deal to stick around in Arizona. Twenty-one million up to twenty-four and a half, I think. Just to continue to pile on touchdowns. I mean, he was really good for the for the Cardinals. Inside um, of two yards, he was unstoppable. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Chase Edmonds got cash from the Miami Dolphins, where he will almost certainly be overdrafted. He got two years, twelve point six million. You know, to go run with that. Way. He averaged over five yards a carry. They desperately need running backs. What's and that's Mike McDaniel's Mike McDaniel, uh, you know, possessive. His thing. Why? Why not? Get I, I'm saying, like, I think he'll be overdrafted in fantasy because of his. No, role. I got that part, but I don't hate the the signing for the the. Dolphins. No, no, I think it's a fine signing. Um, and Prisco points out, Chase Evans is a nice player, but this draft has 15 to 20 or so backs who'll be good players. Draft, run them into the ground, and draft another. <laughs> Pretty simple. Um, <laughs> that's what made the person angry and call him a, a horse wrangler or whatever they call him. That's right. Um, and so, yes. So people call Pete. Uh, they were like, people call Pete Callis. And Pete's like, whatever. Get off and my now, yada, yada. Yeah. So Pete's a loser for bashing on running backs and then and then watching them get paid. Oh, here's a spicy little nugget. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins. Who are you going to steal this one from? This is Adam Schefter reporting it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The Miami Dolphins are signing. Pulling him out of retirement to sign him. Oh, ben okay. Roethlisberger. <laughs> they're signing Teddy Bridgewater to a deal to be the backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. There is 100% a chance at some point there will be calls for Teddy Bridgewater to replace Tua Tungavailoa. There's a 100% chance that Teddy Bridgewater plays next season. I wouldn't. I would sign the worst quarterback I could find, just so you don't have to. Have, that's that's exactly where your mind went. That's where my mind went. And I would imagine if Breach wasn't thinking about cats, that's where his mind would have gone as well. You're like, okay, this guy's too close to Tua. That he's going to actually challenge him for the job and never have to deal with it. You you just signed the worst backup you can find. I don't even know who that is. I I, I would I would disagree just um in the sense that like Teddy Bridgewater could work really well in Mike McDaniel's system in that it, you know in that Kyle Shanahan where it schemes things open. If Tua doesn't work out or Tua gets hurt, you have a fallback option. You're trying to win now, and 
Teddy Bridgewater is like the nicest person on the planet. There's no way he's going to rock the boat. I get all that. I don't disagree with any of that. Go rock the boat. But I think you want Tua to play, and you don't want him looking over his shoulder, which was the case with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That second part, I think, is the big one, because what if, even if you want Tua to play, what if you get to training camp and Teddy Bridgewater just looks better? Well, then Brian Flores is right about trying to get rid of him. Well, right. That's what I'm saying is that you have people who have no faith in Tua and putting this extra pressure on him because he has to keep looking over his shoulder. I don't oh, know. I thought you were saying ideal. this is why you should bring in Teddy. You're saying don't put any more pressure on him. Right. Well, no, I'm saying if you want Tua to be your quarterback, this is probably not a okay. great move. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. And I don't know if he is or not, but I'm just saying if you new coach and all that other stuff, and he maybe had, I don't know if he has a fragile psyche or not, but he doesn't seem to perform well under pressure. Sign the worst backup quarterback you can find. Geno Smith, if you will, Debo. This is Teddy's fourth team since 2019. He is on a whirlwind tour to He's get Brandon, Brandon Cooks the quarterbacks. All right, Teddy, look, Teddy got paid by the Panthers. Teddy's fine. What do you think? What do you? How much do you think he'll give Teddy? Less than here, here's the other thing too. Is like we talked about the quarterback contracts. Seven and a half is my guess. Five and a half. Tua makes seven point five six eight million dollars a year this year. You can't pay. You can't pay Teddy more than Tua. I said seven and a half, so I just came in under, I believe, right? Yeah, I think anything seven and a half or less. I, I would think you do try and get it under seven if possible. Imagine he would have other offers as well. Maybe he just thought so, he's a South Florida guy, I think. Yep. South yeah, Florida so maybe guy. he wanted to go home or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was a connection with McDaniel. McDaniel. Um, Who? Teddy Bridgewater. What Mike up? Jones. Let's go. I mean, but he, yeah, he literally went to high school. In Miami, this feels like just a return home, collect a paycheck, sit on the bench, and root for Tua with a clipboard in your hand. Until you got to play because, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a, Tua, Tua's missed plenty of time. Um, But, hey, maybe the whole deal, Mike McDaniel is the run game guy, and you bring in Chase Evans, and maybe Tua's just handed the ball off a lot. I, 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 think, I think this is a we're comfortable signing – Try to see if there's a crossover with uh, McDaniels, and uh, I don't see anything. It'd just be Teddy went to Northwestern and wants to go home. Yeah, that seems like a. Our Jonathan Jones is reporting that the Dolphins and wide receiver Cedric Wilson are closing in on three year deal as well. Dolphins I, are loading up. I like these sort of second tier signings for the Dolphins versus, you know, instead of. Um, like, like instead of inst- the Dolphins for years have gone out and made big splashy signings. Uh, Steven Ross loved it. Like Mac- Mike Wallace and Dominican Sue, and they just never worked out. This is you're supplementing your roster and free agency. That's what you're supposed to do. You got some draft picks. Um, ew, Emmanuel Agba also to the Dolphins four year. Okay. That's a splash signing four year, 60, $65 million deal with a uh, $32 million fully guaranteed. That is a, that is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Did I miss anything else that the Dolphins did there, Debo? Sorry, good call. No, yeah, he's been with them for two years, but yeah. bringing them back on a hefty deal. Uh, and what was his? I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess Chris Greer likes him. He had nine sacks each of the last two years. Good player, still youngish. That's a lot of money. Gotta have the yeah. pass rush, though. You gotta love him to give him that type of money. Yeah. Um, I don't call him a. Speaking of pass rushers, by the way, we'll just mention this here. Um, not not that I think that this is a a loser situation, but the Eagles signed Hassan Reddick 
for three years and $45 million. Teddy, you talked about Teddy going home. Hassan Reddick going home, too. The Temple product is from around there. I'm sure Debo can tell us exactly where in that godforsaken state of Pennsylvania he's from. It's from Camden in New Jersey. Oh, oh even worse, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The worst. But um, uh, played his home college football games at Lincoln Financial Field. Not in the, the same locker room. I think a much crappier locker room for the Temple Owls. But, yeah, yeah. nice Nice signing. Um, probably marks the end of Derek Barnett's tenure in Philadelphia. It does seem like the Eagles will bring back Brandon Graham, who's been a big piece of that team for a decade plus. So pretty, pretty happy with the signing. Last time they kind of made a splash for a defensive lineman was uh, Malik Jackson. Oh, God dang. I thought you say Javon Hargrave, man. I was going to say and Javon Hargrave. So both. Both the past two years, one worked out, one did not. Hopefully, this one. But but he's been elite the past two seasons rushing the passer. Um, yeah, he's had twenty two and a half, twenty three and a half, excuse me, sacks the last two years. Fifth most in the NFL over those over those two seasons behind only T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Trey Hendrickson, and Aaron Donald. More By than Robert Quinn and Cameron Jordan. That's pretty good. Trey Hendrickson's on that list. And that, that's a, a, another thing worth noting. Last year. Uh, who's the edge rusher that walked to the Jets and he immediately got hurt? Breach. Carl, Carl Lawson. Lawson. So Carl Lawson got hurt, and we were all crushing the Bengals for not spending on Carl Lawson and instead spending on Trey Henderson. Trey Henderson worked out. Yeah. So well, sometimes yeah, we, we don't know what we're yelling and screaming about this time of year, but that yep. you know that's what we do. Well, you don't know. The other thing on Trey Hendrickson was that you didn't know if he was a product of playing next to Cam Jordan. If teams are focusing so much on Cam that it frees things up for Hendrickson. Uh, but he obviously proved that is not the case. And I, I feel like Hassan Reddick is a similar player in the sense that kind of overshadowed that it's not someone who's talked about a lot and has been dominant for the past two seasons. So, you know, Tebow knows more than anyone that the Eagles need some pass rush on defense. So this is a fantastic signing. Ooh. I move the Eagles to my winners list. Mm. All right. Let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll tell you about a some special Breaking-ish news on a on a big actually this breaking news, which is gotta confirm it. Um on a big, big, big free agent signing. Next. Ooh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
We're not doing a commercial. I'm aware of that. I was waiting for Breach to quit gurgling like a baby so I could get the <laughs> silent break in there for Debo to edit in the audio commercial that will be played. Ooh. Instead, Breach's like, ooh. All right, looks like, as, as many expected would happen, J.C. Jackson is heading to the Chargers on what Ian Rappaport reports is a, quote, big money deal. We'll have to wait and see exactly what comes in, but um, the Chargers are... Like this AFC West race is crazy. The Chargers have added Khalil Mack and now JC Jackson, assuming once we get these reports confirmed. I mean, that is a big time move by the Chargers to try and stay competitive in a division where the Chiefs are the top end team and the Broncos just landed Russell Wilson. I, I'm hearing that Russ Wilson has requested a trade back to Seattle. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, J.C. Jackson, Pete Prisco's number three overall quarterback. And, I mean, no, 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 number all free agent. Whew. No, 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 and number one overall cornerback, I believe. There wasn't anybody above him, was there? Certainly not. And, of course, uh, I think the most interceptions of anybody in the NFL over the last two years, the Patriots declined to franchise tag him and let him walk into free agency. They knew he was going to get a ton of money. There are definitely fair questions to be asked. Will he be as productive as he was in New England elsewhere? But, you know, the Chargers have a pretty good defense. And, and who's their coach? What's that? Your coach is Brandon Staley, defensive guy. Yeah, Brandon Staley can get the most out of guys. No, I love should it. should be able to. I'd be curious to see what the money is. It sounds like it's going to be key Argo. I mean, he's got to be up near Jalen Ramsey, right? think it's 20 mil a year uh let's look at cornerback you know the one thing that's interesting while you're looking that up and and if you watch on youtube you see the stat jc jackson most interceptions in first four seasons since the merger he is tied for the most in nfl history that's an insane number and i think the one interesting thing about the patriots letting him walk is that bill belichick appreciates shutdown corners if there's one type of player that they'll almost the Patriots will almost always pay defensively to shut down corner. We saw them go after Darrell Revis. Uh, we saw them give a big money deal to Stefan Gilmore until uh, I think Belichick felt like, all right, Gilmore's kind of lost a step. We're just going to let him go and get rid of him. And so the fact that they didn't try to keep JC Jackson is interesting. It just feels like maybe Belichick felt like Jackson was a product of his defensive system. Uh Woo! I just think they didn't want to pay. What do you want to guess? What do you want to guess the number is? Oh, I don't know. God. What is the top? Who's the top quarterback? Mil. Who's the top cornerback now? Jalen Ramsey. What does he make? Jalen Ramsey makes. Oh, actually, that's not as. So huh. it's a lot of money, but it's not more than Jalen Ramsey. Oh, okay. He makes twenty million a year. Wow, this is actually kind of. Sp- and what'd you guess, Breach? Breach you trying to over? do math on without his phone calculator. <laughs> <laughs> He's just guessing now. He's making up numbers. I mean, this is relative to the market. This is not that crazy. $82.5 million. That's that's a lot of money. Over. Five years. So what's the math on that? 40 million fully guaranteed. Or 40 million guaranteed. 16.5 per year. 16.5. So that puts him behind every, behind, it makes him the fifth highest paid cornerback in the league. Or six, excuse me. um, Behind Mm. Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Marshawn Lattimore, Tredavious White, and Darius Slay. I think that's fair. Eh, No. He should be the highest paid cornerback if he thinks he's the best. And he was the number one free agent coming out. 
That feels like that feels like a Patriots bargain, if anything. I mean, it's a Chargers bargain. <laughs> My point is that these are the type of bargains the Patriots typically get. It feels like. Yeah, if uh, if that's what he was wanted in free agency. When I, when I first saw the 82.5 and I was thinking like, oh, he got over 20 and he's beating Jalen Ramsey. It was like he signed a one-year deal like for 82 points. I was like, that doesn't make you. I was like, that's the math. That math doesn't add up. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised there weren't more suitors or maybe again, it's just a, a good fit and all that. I think that's a kind of a red flag that that's what he got in free but, agency. So Because I mean, the Patriots clearly had negotiated with him and weren't willing to give him what he wanted. Do we know and, that the Patriots negotiated? Was that reported anywhere? Yeah, yeah, they they tried to work a deal, and it was like the sides were so far apart they couldn't figure it out. Which means, I mean, I guess the Patriots are trying to give him like thirteen million dollars a year. So he's now tied as the sixth highest paid corner in the NFL based on average annual salary. That and that's low. kind of what I was saying before Brinson brought up the huge number is that it feels like Belichick let him walk uh, because maybe he he felt like the Patriots were more help to Jackson than Jackson. Basically, that he could just fill in where Jackson was because of Belichick's brilliant defensive system that can make stars out of anyone as long as, as long as everyone does their job. So it is crazy. They let him walk. And then to see him only get 16 and a half million, I think is also a little bit surprising. Yeah. That's a little, um, Patriots also have a lot less cap space this year. Cause they burned through it. Like they were the $300 million in the first 12 hours of free agency. Yeah. I think our Monday podcast was literally just 90 minutes to talk about the Patriots last year. Yeah. God, that's right. Oh, that's it. That's what it was on, on, on Monday, the Monday of last year was Belichick just making it rain. It was like crazy. Like we didn't know what the hell John it was. It was Johnny Smith. It was Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry. Henry. Um, um, Kendrick Bourne. Was that his first year? Yep. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, uh, the, the pass rusher from Baltimore. His name. Oh, right. Yeah. Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon. I was about to say Matt Jones. I was like, who the hell is Matt? That's close. Yeah. Okay. And then they drafted some guy named Mac Jones. That's what? Right. Oh, yeah. Matt Jones. Um, yeah, Matthew Judon. Matt uh, Torkel. Okay. So let's get to some rumors. And then you end up. Rumors. Brenton has oh. hair plugs. Oh, by the way, we should actually mention the Sunday moves that went down. Um, Kirk Cousins. Did we talk about Cousins? We talked about the Brady. We pod. said that the Vikings right. were winners. Briefly, yeah. The Vikings were winners because Brady's contract overshadowed the fact that Cousins is getting more money. And so, then the Vikings will be losers once the season starts. Um, for those that didn't listen to the Tom Brady came out of retirement podcast, we should mention. Pause right now. Go back and listen to it and then come back and start listening right here. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets a one-year extension, $35 million. He remains the king, maybe the goat of guaranteed money. Let's freaking go! He hadn't had a non-guaranteed deal since 2014 like like a, like every single year of his deal every single contract has been fully guaranteed uh michael gallup re-upped with the cowboys for five years and 62.5 million dollars then they traded amari cooper so they need to bring gallup back yeah i mean they'd sort of planned for this to possibly happen and of course they believe cd lamb is their number one zach Ertz re-signed with the cardinals for three years and 31.65 million dollars a really hefty deal for Ertz. but he and um he and james connor now locked in as the veteran guys in that clubhouse who came over last year or in the middle of last year depending on what we're talking about uh, and and helped them make the playoffs and devin mccourty back to the patriots on a one-year nine million dollar deal the rumors du jour about various quarterbacks are that the Saints and Panthers will meet with 
Deshaun Watson amongst other teams. What do we think? Where do we handicap the Saints and Panther? Where do we handicap the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes right now, Wilson? Uh, I guess it's down to those two teams. But again, I don't even know what Deshaun Watson's thinking. I, I think you would rather go to New Orleans. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I don't know. New Orleans still has those serious salary cap issues. We don't know what Michael Thomas is doing. I don't agree. I would really play for the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah, but I'm saying they, see, they the don't. The Seahawks have to be involved too, right? Again, no offensive line. You're going to get killed. I'm going to be the outlier here. I'm going to say that I think he wants to play for the Panthers. I think he's going to look at all his, the situation that each team or every team involved offers. I don't think the Seahawks are even an ideal landing spot. Uh, the Saints. So here's really? the thing, Breach. With the, I mean, if you thought he took a lot of sacks in Houston, it's not going to get better just by showing up in Carolina. They have no draft picks. So I have to give up the first, the sixth overall pick. I would imagine as part of the deal. But I mean, I, you have a good defense. If Christian McCaffrey's they out don't have a good defense. They have a pretty good defense. It's a young defense. They're only going to get better. Okay, go ahead. I, I think the Panthers have the highest ceiling. So if he's going to be at his next spot for four years. You'd rather you go know, to Carolina than New Orleans or Seattle? years old. You think he's going to be there for, you know, like you don't know how much longer the head coach is going to be there. Uh, well, you know, there's a rumor out there that David Tepper was going to tell Deshaun Watson he could pick his coach. I mean, that would get me there. If I'm Deshaun Matt Watson. When he heard the rumor. <laughs> well, the okay. idea being, it's like, do, do you want, do you want Brian Flores to be your coach? Cause I can make that happen. I can't make it happen now. And, and David Tepper is completely the, the type of person. He's the type of person would get on the zoom call. Cause Deshaun Watson wants to talk with everyone and say, Deshaun, you tell me what you want and I'll make it happen. And no jokes on paper. I don't think the Panthers are the best option. Breach seems to think so. That, that feels- My concern with the Panthers is that if you, if you're Deshaun Watson and and I don't think he cares about this cause he just wants to get out of Houston. Like he, he just wants out and he wants to be playing or at least find out what his situation is. Um, if, if the Panthers, the Panthers have a terrible offensive line. They have okay wide receivers. Christian McCaffrey's, you know, maybe the best running back in football. Injured. But yeah, always injured and, you know, huge Albatross contract. Um, and reportedly, it would take three draft picks and two players. The, the guys have been bandied about are Brian Burns and Derek Brown, who are like two blue chip defensive players. If you By the trade- way, as you were using your phone calculator, Breach was talking about how good this Panthers defense is. Right. If you trade those right, two depending guys, on who you have to trade away. <laughs> oh, is that part of how I mean, it works? If you're like, hey, Deshaun, guess what? Now you're playing for the Texans, except it's in Charlotte. I mean, it's basically what, without with like with no Larry Tunsil and no DeAndre Hopkins. It's less you know? humid, but everything else is going to be the exact same. Right, 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 exactly. And but the NFC South is total. You can win nine games. The NFC. You South. sound like Matt Rule trying to save his job right now. Pitching. The Panthers won five games with Sam Darnold and a washed-up Cam Newton. Like what? What? I, I Deshaun think- Watson can get the nine wins. Okay, let's say that you don't give away both Burns and Brown. Okay. And you give them, let's say you give, uh, or yeah, let's say you keep one of those guys. I don't see how you can keep both of them. (laughs) Go ahead. Let's say you can, though, just for the sake of argument. Go ahead. The Texans will take three first-round picks for the Panthers, including number six overall this year, by the way, which is not terrible. I I mean, I think that there's a path for the Panthers to make the playoffs as a wild-card team. In the NFC, only because last week we said the the Bears have a path in the NFC, but Deshaun Watson was going to the playoffs regularly on really good Houston Texans teams. Well, he was kind of dragging those Texans teams to the playoffs. They were good. Okay, so if they get Deshaun Watson, they have what? Automatically the third best quarterback in the NFC? 
yeah, behind Brady played, and Rodgers. Who hasn't played in a year, but yeah, I, I give you that. And I feel like you have the third best quarterback in your conference. That's enough to make you a top seven team in your conference. Did the uh, Seahawks go to the the, the playoffs last year? Did you say the best quarterback in the conference? No, I said if you have the third best quarterback in the conference, which I think Watson would be, then okay. that makes you good enough to at least be the seventh best team in the conference, which will get you in the playoffs. Uh, let me ask you this. Did the Seahawks go to the playoffs last year? They did not, but Russell Wilson was injured and missed a lot of the season. And because clearly, why? Clearly not happy with his coach. Because <laughs> he why? hates his coaching staff. No, not why was he bad, but why was he injured? Because he was running for his life every single snap. I know why no, he was bad. He got injured because he hit his hand on someone's helmet. That wasn't he didn't wasn't that wasn't blocked. For his life. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I, I think Donald was actually being blocked. It was a freak accident. Russell Wilson has not gotten injured a single time in nine or ten years, and it was a freak. Happen. I don't I don't dispute the they can make the playoffs, but do you want to be the seventh playoff seed every single year? I mean, I think that rule would be in for this because it would mean that he would have a chance to make oh, the playoffs. And if you have Deshaun, aren't you the front runner to win the division as soon as Tom Brady retires? Actually yes. retires instead of not if you don't retires. have any offensive linemen. I mean all right, put the uh put those odds for the division back up again, Debo, if you will, please. Because I I want to I want to know what you would do, Wilson. How would you would adjust these NFC South odds if Deshaun Watson were traded to Carolina? Currently, the Buccaneers minus two thirty, the Saints four to one, the Panthers seven to one, and the Falcons twelve to one. I would argue, pretty obviously, that the Panthers are seven to one based on Deshaun Watson like rumors. I was I was saying, why do people hate Matt Ryan so much on that? I mean. I think the Falcons will be better. Matt Ryan wasn't good last year. But I, I, I would argue the Saints and the Panthers are both at those numbers because of the Deshaun Watson rumors. I was going to say Saints and Jameis maybe plus 400, I guess. He was he played well last year, but things are going to be different. The coaching, obviously, Mike Thomas is also an issue. He didn't play last year, but he may not play again in New Orleans. I, obviously, if Deshaun Watson goes there, I, I think they move inside plus 400. If he goes to Carolina, that is. They, yeah. they'll, they'll leapfrog the Saints. I, I am sort of perplexed why the Falcons are so low in a truly dog doo doo division as we currently sit here. I, I think, again, I think, I think Brinson's right. I think that it's calculating is, one of the, like, okay. they think, yeah. Watson's going to end up with, with one of those two teams because I feel like if the Saints land Deshaun, the Panthers are going to fall below plus 1,000. And if the Panthers land Deshaun, uh, I think the Saints fall below. Well, plus let me 1, ask you this. Let's say the Saints land Deshaun. Where does Jameis end up? Carolina? Ooh. No, I, I think if, I mean, I think if the Saints land to Sean, the Panthers are going to make a mistake and like draft Kenny Pickett at six. Well, James is not going to be unsigned. He's got to go somewhere and probably start. Maybe he's just coming. Or, off I mean, uh, Seattle. Uh, he's coming off an ACL tear. Ooh, James in Seattle would be fascinating. Yeah, James could work in Seattle. He's not Geno Smith, mind you, but he, he might be able to give Drew Lockham run for his money. James or Carson Wentz? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> even Diva knows the answer to that question. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay. So Baker Mayfield, also rumored, the Browns are fielding calls for Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you who I can see trading for Baker Mayfield. Wait a second. Before you, you're bearing the lead, that's where Deshaun needs to go. That's a layup. That's Offensive line is fantastic. If, if Conklin gets healthy, and you have the running game, and the defense. The Cleveland, Cleveland has been bandied about as a team that could go after him. Preach. Were you? Would you be more upset about seeing Mr. Trubisky for the Steelers or Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? I don't want Deshaun in Cleveland, but I will say that I think Deshaun is thinking uh, Burrow and the Bengals, Lamar Jackson, 
and the Ravens. That but if you like competition and you have, you could be protected. I think that the takes guy first. just sat out of football for a year. I don't think he's he's just like wants to play anywhere, probably. So I'm sure he doesn't. That like, sounds like a man who's petrified that Deshaun Watson's coming to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think Cleveland makes make it worse. I think, I think Cleveland, no, I was going to say that I don't think he's going to be too picky about where he. Well, I mean, he's going to want to go to. That doesn't make any sense what you're saying. I think that Cleveland would be a good landing spot for him. Thank you. That's all he wanted you to say. That's where I was going in a roundabout way. All right. What's the Baker Mayfield nonsense you're about to say? Well, they're just going to call for Baker Mayfield. I mean, you could flip Baker Mayfield back to Houston in a Deshaun Watson deal. Here's something I love. I love that we can just talk about anything now. I love Baker in Seattle. That's what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me about Deshaun. Um, I love the idea of Baker in Seattle. Like the play action off Pete Carroll stuff with those two the ball 50 times a game. Yeah. Um, I think that could make a lot of sense. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if the if the Seahawks felt like they could go grab Baker. And again, we talked about the there's some there's some buzz about swapping Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr. I know you hate that rumor, Wilson. It, it it, I'm just sense. just telling you that the buzz the buzz is out there. Um, and it it just seems like there's a decent chance the Browns try to make a move at quarterback, but it's kind of getting to the point where there's just not a ton of options. Like, you know, I don't know how Baker ends up in Seattle, like how that benefits the the Browns. I mean, I guess you could trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but what are, what are the Texans? Seattle and like a three way team trade. But I think yeah. if you're Seattle and you can get Deshaun Watson, you just, you know, just get Deshaun right. You Watson. skip the middleman, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fancy. Okay. The madness is upon us, and the Eye on College Basketball podcast is your audio guide for the entire NCAA tournament. Over the next few weeks, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, I was going to say friend of the program, but just real-life real friend, both real-life friends, Matt Norlander will take you from Selection Sunday to the net cutting in New Orleans. This week, they'll help you fill out your bracket and provide recaps after each day of action as the tournament tips off. If you want the best March Madness analysis, follow and listen to the Eye on College Basketball podcast anywhere you find this show. Okay, so looking at the best remaining free agents from Prisco's list, we'll just kind of hit on the top guys. Like this is the thing: the Teron Armstead is the clear-cut number one um, free agent, and he didn't get signed today. Von Miller, Chandler Jones unsigned. Carlton Davis, Marcus Williams unsigned. Allen Robinson, Randy Gregory unsigned. There's a bunch of guys from the top ten and top fifteen who did, haven't gotten signed yet, and that's why we didn't see quite the flurry that we might have seen. Oh, wait. Carlton Davis off the board, heading heading back to Tampa Bay as the Bucks re-sign their cornerback. Ru- hashtag run it back. Speaking, Tom of Brady speaking of cornerbacks, I want to note this quickly. Stephen O just released his numbers for mm-hmm. the Chargers. Don't don't look at it if you look if you have it in your email. So before they traded for Mac and signed JC Jackson, they were simulated to win 8.7 games next season. What do you think their win total is now with those two defenders on the on the team? 9-5. 9-7. Did you guys look? No. 9-7, a full game with those What? Two. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I was trying to price this right, Brinson. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I know. I had a good guess, and Wilson and Breach was just trying to steal from Yeah. Me. And it worked. Sorry. So anyway, uh, Carlton Davis returns. I suppose it'll be for less than $16 million or thereabouts, right? Uh, what do you mean? He won't get J.C. Jackson money. Yeah, no, he won't get J.C. Jackson money. That would be extremely surprising. Um, I mean, what a what a twenty four hours for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You think you're going to be like rebooting? And you might have to make some hail mary trade to get Deshaun Watson, and now all of a sudden, you're you're got Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, back. 
And I get it. I mean, obviously they're much better now than they were 24 or 48 hours ago, but I still don't, I feel like they're still lost uh, both your starting guards. Yeah. They're still like the third best team in a, in a division a conference. It's not very good. I three, mean, years, have... three years, $45 million per Adam. Okay, 15 million a year. Yeah. That's checks out about right. And that might be with incentives. We'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, look, I, um, I don't think they're as good as they were when they won the Super Bowl, or last year. And Jensen signed a three-year contract. What if all these contracts just say uh, these void when Tom Brady retires? Then they're really so we're, we're only signing here because we want to play with Tom. Yeah, they're the favorites to win the conference. Wow, at Caesars, that's that crazy. Feels, uh, yeah, that that does feel crazy. The Rams uh, yeah, beat like, them at in Tampa Bay. The Packers feel feel like a better team. The craziest one on there is the 49ers. Yeah, I agree with that. The title game. That has to be baked into, like, that has to be Tom Brady stuff baked in a little bit. Well, that, that's silly because they got, they got burnt so bad by the Tampa stuff when Tom went there originally that the books want to be careful about that. You don't want to make the 49ers 15 to 1 and then Tom. Or if you're the books, maybe you're assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is there until he's not there. Yeah. You know, well, or maybe you're assuming that, that Trey Lance is good. Yeah, wait wait I mean, a second. If they're assuming Jimmy Garoppolo's there, it's it's plus forty million. What what are you talking? They about? They just went to the NFC title game with Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan. What are you talking about? They went to the Super Bowl. They've been to two NFC title games the past three years with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was he went along. He was uh, a trailer, not not a truck. Well, that's fine, but he they were still there. So why would their odds be low plus forty million? I would pound that. You would yeah, not go ahead. Million, but, I would I would also pound that. He's not pounding that unless it's minus six fifty. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Wilson mocking my your, my your never lose strategy. gambling style. <laughs> Did I win a dollar on my eight hundred dollar bet? Sure, but it's a dollar I didn't have before. That's right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Teron Armstead. So a little surprising he didn't sign today, just because the interest in the offensive lineman. Like I kind of thought he would. I kind of thought we would get a a big deal for him out of the gate, but maybe he's sort of shopping around and wants to see his options. Maybe he wants to see where Deshaun Watson goes. Who knows? Uh, Von Miller and Chandler Jones feel like, so by the way, on usually on every Monday that this happens, there's a, um, there's a situation where there's like a, a break and a lull in the action. And then all of a sudden it's like, everything comes this yeah. is another way of saying we're not coming back and doing the podcast tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah but there's there's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens like late. As soon as um, we sign off, it's all yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like Breach's daughter last night. I'm going to go eat some pizza in a minute. So you can. there's there's the second wave. We get the first wave right when the tampering period starts. Now we're in the wall. It's like the NCAA tournament where you have the morning games. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what like I'm saying. two games in the afternoon and then boom, the prime time. Because usually we do this podcast and then there is like, I bet it'll be Teron Armstead or Von Miller. I bet it'll be one of those top three guys or two, one of those two top two guys, Teron Armstead or Von Miller, where it's a big splash free agent signing. The Von Miller one would be interesting because then if it's back to the Broncos, that would be real spicy. Uh, and Armstead, if he gets some massive deal in free agency, like it happens at like seven o'clock tonight. Remember that happened with Stefan Gilmore. It happened with Revis, like Gilmore when he signed with the Patriots. Um, Maybe so the Steelers I, tried to, uh, Teron Armstead. Then I'll be. I don't think we'll get the Deshaun Watson news today, but um, I do think we'll get. I do don't think we'll get another big free agent signing coming up later on Monday. Okay. Any uh, anything else we need to talk about that we missed? I think we got anything. Anything at all? Anything. That was a fun first day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fun first day. Uh, the Browns released Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about that. He could get a good, he could end up getting a pretty good contract, I think. Um, yeah, like if he goes to the Chiefs or something, I mean, come on. Yeah. Or the Patriots. And an even bigger news that we didn't mention the Chargers signed Dustin Hopkins to an extension. <laughs> that is huge news. Got to get the kicker news in. Uh, oh, the Packers signed uh, Devondre Campbell to a three, was it three years, 50 million or three? Dang, dang. That's a lot. Is three years 50 or three years 30? I think it is neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's five years 50. Okay, the, okay. I thought it was $10 million a year. I was like, that's an insane Use amount. the yeah, phone calculator. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the rundown. Uh, five years, $50 million for Devondre Campbell. Yeah. And, and well, you, you read it so, like, kind of sure that I had written down that. I was like, is are my numbers wrong? Yeah. Um, Princess okay. phone calculator strikes again. We'll have lots more content coming your way, of course, tomorrow. And if anything huge breaks this evening, we'll be back. In the meantime, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star rating. For Breach and Wilson, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. We will see you guys later. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!